morning, good afternoon, and good evening, sports fans. Welcome to episode eight of the Entrust Me Sports podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Zaragoza, and with me as always, probably one of the happiest San Diego Padre fans there are right now, Mr. Edward Ralph. What's going on, bud? Uh, I mean... I wouldn't say the happiest San Diego Padre fan in the world, but I would say I'm a Padres fan. Um, what's going on? I don't understand. Why am I? Why, why would I be the happiest? I mean, we, we have Hosmer and you know, spring training. Is it because spring training started? Is that why I'd be the That's happiest? That's what it is. Yeah, you let, you didn't let me finish. I I should have said the happiest Padre fan I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. Spring training did been. start today. We had the first game today that started that got rained out. And canceled. So there was no spring training game today between the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland A's. Your team, by the way. So it's tomorrow. Yeah, that was kind of rough. But you know what? I guess with you know over 160 games still available, um, it's okay. It's not going to be that big. I was deal. really excited because I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stream this thing. I'm gonna watch it. It's first spring training game. You know, I'm a Padres fan, so I don't got it must to cheer for it nowadays. There's no talk about the Padres anywhere. Not, not on Twitter. You know, the Padres are never trending on Twitter ever. Ever, there's never any news about the Padres. It just doesn't happen. So, I, just, I I never look for it. Um. So yeah, it's just a normal spring training for the Padres. Nothing big going on at all. Um. You know, Eric Hosmer. I saw a picture of him at spring training. Good for him. Uh. Will Myers is still there. That's good. Um. And they have some. And they have a good farm system. And that's about as far as the news goes, right? A phenomenal farm system. That's probably what it is. A phenomenal. It's like I, I was looking at the system. top. Hundred prospects, and there's just Padre guys all over the place. Dude, a matter of fact, in my dynasty league today, in the, the league I'm in with our friend Wade Tavares, shout out to Wade. Um, I actually traded um, for uh, uh, Francisco Mejia from the Padres today as my catcher in my in my minor league system. So that was exciting. So yes, maybe that's why I'm the happiest Padres fan in the world. There it is. And there I also and, and I also ha- you know I also I also have. Mackenzie Gore on my team too, so I'm happy. You know, the top uh, pitching prospect for the Padres and 15th overall according to Major League Baseball. So I'm excited about that too. And you know, I'm, I also made a great trade today, getting some great prospects. So maybe that's why I'm excited to be a Padres fan. Other than that, though, there's nothing really going on. No, unless, it's pretty, unless, pretty unless you know something I don't about the Padres. Do you know anything? You know what? It's crazy. I just found out, like literally right before we got on the show, I've been living under a rock for like the last 48 hours. But um, have you ever heard of a guy named Manuel? Oh, wait, 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 real quick. Did you know that the Oscars are this weekend? I'm really well, excited. D- well, duh. Sorry, there's nothing Oscars. about you were going to say something about the Padres. Obviously, nothing good ever happens to the Padres. So I, I'm sure it wasn't anything good. So I hate to cut you off at that moment. But the Oscars are this weekend. So I'm really excited. So do you want to draw my Oscar pool? Dude, if 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 it's a pool that involves Edward Rouse, you know I'm in. Let's do it, man, because I'm very excited. I've seen most of the movies. You know, I'm excited. You know, Black Panther is up in there. You know, you got some A Star is Born if you want to, you know, jerk some tears for an hour and a half. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, I just want to let you know right now, right now, right now, get ready to cry. Because spoiler alert, Lady, Go- Lady Gaga's in it. And then, you know, there's the Green Book and some other good movies. So I'm really excited about the Oscars. So, yes, that was newsworthy. I saw um, stuff in the news that the Oscars was this weekend. And I'm excited that 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 Queen is going to do it with um, Adam Lambert is actually or Adam Levine. One of the Adams is going to be the singer as Queen plays in the background. And I thought, well, that's really, really terrible. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, wow, way to open the Oscars. You couldn't get a host. You you um, pretty much. 
let blew it with uh, Kevin Hart, and now uh, you're going to open with Queen and either Adam Lambert or Levine. Same thing. I'm sure they'll take off their shirt. Something will happen. And uh, that's how you're opening the Oscars. It's pathetic. So I want to know, Anthony, what's your favorite for best movie? Uh, you know what? I think I might have to go in just because of all the hype. I think that whole Lady Gaga movie, it has to be. I uh, completely disagree with you. Uh, oh, oh! on that spoiler Dude, alert, in case you didn't hear, and I'm telling you now, uh, Bradley Cooper dies. But... Yeah. What sorry. did you just say? <laughs> yeah. No, don't. You could rewind and listen back, but I don't think that's gonna win. I think it's it's been shut out all, all over the place, and I I think really you know Black Panther won the SAG award, and Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, Green Book won the uh, other awards in the uh, Golden Globe. So I think it's gonna go to Green Book overall. I think Green Book wins for best movie overall because you you can't give it to Bohemian Rhapsody because Bohemian Rhapsody obviously has the the director who touched boys. So obviously that's not going to win. So you're going to have, but but the guy who played uh, Freddie Mercury, what's his name, Malik Rami or whatever, you know, he's going to win for best actor. And those are my predictions. Just just putting it out there. That's pretty good. You, would you think? Would you say whoever wins is probably the best movie in the last I don't know ten years? No. <laughs> no. Oh, what and about then, the next ten years. The Roma. The next ten the, years. And there's also that Roma movie that I refuse to watch because it's in Spanish. No offense, and it's black and white, and it looks <laughs> just really slow. And so I'm sure that'll probably win everything because that wasn't in any of those other award ceremonies. So if, if if I was a betting man, which I'm not, wait, I am, I would definitely put money on the Roma movie just because it's like not the favorite, and there's a chance that that'll win because it, it's just one of those weird type of things. Anyways, you were talking about something before I interrupted you with this whole Oscars thing. I was just so excited about the Oscars because nothing has happened in my life in the last week because nothing exciting, nothing newsworthy. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Oscars. So you're excited about it, right? Oh, I'm pumped, man. I'm cool. ready to roll. And, and you're going to be in my pool. Yeah, w- without a doubt. Cool. Now, you were saying something when I interrupted you, and I just want to get back to that. And I, and I apologize for that. I, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So is DMX. So how how did I uh, – And it, what were we talking about when I interrupted you? Sorry. Well, I'll just tell you. My Uncle Manuel um, texted me and said that he feels really strong about the Raiders this year. That's what I was Oh, yeah. Say. I heard I heard a report that the Raiders actually were going to be able to play it in, in – in, sorry. In Oakland. Um Again, instead of playing in San Francisco at at a whatever it's called now, Qualcomm Park Park or Oracle Park or AT&T, Oracle Park, there it is. Qualcomm Park. Sorry, uh, Charger fan, you know, hurts my heart. But um, so yeah, so the Raiders probably play there one more year, which is good news for you. So your uncle Manuel is uh, on to something. Yeah, he's pumped because he's he pumped. wasn't able to go to a game last year, mm-hmm. and he was sad that he wasn't going to be able to see him one last time. So now. We'll be able to be able to see them one last time before they leave. You know, I, I um, I, I was watching this Shakespeare documentary the other day. A what now? Yeah, a Shakespeare documentary. Much ado about nothing. Have you seen that movie from Shakespeare? You know, we Shakespeare both movie? we both know the answer to that. That's a hell no. Much ado about I, nothing. You, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Where's, so, you know, you know, and then um. When I was watching it, there was a commercial, an old commercial for Slim Dims. It had um, Macho Macho Man Randy Savage. And he was snap into a Slim Jim. And it was a Macho uh, Man Randy Savage. So 
I miss that guy. Rest in peace. That's all. Anyways, back to your saying about your uncle Manuel and everything. Was was your uncle Manuel from the Dominican Republic? He's half Dominican. Oh, and he was a bird watcher, right? He's, he's the one watcher. that showed me those pictures of all the Orioles. You know it. Yes. Awesome. I liked him. The one where I had, remember I had that barbecue and you came over and then you're like, man, this party's lame. And then my uncle man showed up and livened it up. Yeah, he was great until the playoff game started and then he t- just disappeared. He didn't show up at all. He got drunk and passed down the backyard. Yes, that sounds about like Uncle Manuel. He was great during the whole party, but once the playoffs started on t- on TV, he just completely disappeared. Um, he it was like he was dodging him. Yeah, it's like you know, there's a point where he can like push somebody, like one of my other cousins. I'm like, Manuel, relax, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. like take it easy. That's a cheap shot, dude. And wasn't like, he braiding his hair at one point? And he was getting like cornrows or something. He said it was a midlife crisis. I don't know. It was a bad look. I told him, don't ever go back to that ever again. It was horrible, yeah, I but so. I don't know. All right. Sorry. It's we rough. went off topic completely again. So what's this news that you were reading about? Okay. So man was telling about the Raiders. You know, he, you know, acted like a butt face that night and, you know, pushed my cousin. But um, something else that I just happened to come across, I was, you know, reading the, the New York Times like I'd like to do every day, you know, ah, about all my stuff. For me, it's the Los Angeles Times. It's okay. You're an East Coast guy. I'm a West Coast guy. It happens. And by East Coast, I mean West Coast as well. But I figured New York Times sounded smart, so it, yeah, that's why. It's okay. It's, okay. it's all, I, it's all I, I read the Fresno Bee. I, I, that's right. My news from. So, <laughs> the Fresno so, so what you hear today, I'll hear in three days. <laughs> if you're shout lucky. out, shout out to the Fresno Bee. I love you. No, no offense. Kinda. Big offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I happened to see something. So I was like, man, this this is big news. Like. You know, there's Bryce Harper, obviously, who's still available. And then uh-huh. some guy named Manny Machado, two big-name guys who were going to be signing for big deals. And you're thinking Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, mm-hmm. a big team. A mar- Phillies, big market Phillies, team. Phillies, Phillies, Phillies. Phillies. Yeah. Someone who has a lot of money to just spend. There's mm-hmm. no way these smaller market teams like the A's, the, the Golden State Warriors. Yes, of course. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. There's no way these guys have any chance of these guys. Mm-mm. But lo and behold. Well, did your uncle uh, Manuel pass out again or what? What's going on? No, I was just trying to set up the, 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 the moment right now. Oh. I was I was hoping for like a sound effect, but like I didn't signal it to you. So it was just oh, more here, of an awkward sound. What is your major malfunction, Numbnut? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's the one I'm You are at. one pathetic loser. <laughs> well, Believe it or not. Okay, so what's going on? <laughs> okay, I think we've drawn this out way long. I think we have too. I've done a horrible, horrible attempt of trying to be funny. I think but I think we did a good job knows, though. I think everyone's laughing kind of, or they've turned this I, off. But either way, yeah, either, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. I think yeah, I, I think in some sick, weird way, I think some people were laughing out there. And 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 if they've seen Money Night Rants, they know my humor. I've done this before, so they kind of get it. <laughs> and then they know I'm just horribly not funny, so it just somehow sometimes works. Most people but, would be just, as soon as the show started, the first thing it would do, frothing from their mouth, is, is announced that Manny Machado obviously went to the Padres. We're not stupid people. We're just playing with your hearts and your emotions and hopefully giving you a laugh because the whole world, especially if you follow Twitter, freaks out when anything like this happens. Did I freak out? Mm, yeah. Did I lose a, an hour of work? 
probably following Twitter for an hour after it happened. Sorry, Al. Sorry, Rick. But I am a Padres fan, and I was really excited. So the big news of the day is, of course, not the day or the week. It's Manny Machado, and it came official around West Coast, baby. That's right, West Coast, like 4 o'clock this afternoon today as we're recording this on February the 21st of 2019. So, Anthony, I want to ask you first because you know how I feel about this. $300 million, 10 years, $30 million a year. It's a lot of money. It's more than Alex Rodriguez got, not as much as John Carlos Stanton got. But of course, Mr. Okay, Mike Stanton got because his name was Mike at the time. Got, but um, that was a extension. This is an actual free agency type of thing. A lot of money. Just with this signing alone, still puts the Padres in the bottom third of salary coming into the season with a loaded farm team. Now I'm going to ask you, do you think it was a good signing? Blah blah blah. That's not the question everyone wants to know. What I read on Twitter, on news, on all this stuff, all over the place. Is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is the money worth it? I mean, is it a good signing? Yes. But, you know, I think Jed Lowry was a, is a good signing too. <laughs> so I do. I, I really do. It fits a void. You know, he, he fits a void. He's been solid everywhere he's played. That's a good signing. But is the money worth Manny Machado? And after that, I have a follow-up question. Anthony Zaragoza on IntrustWeSports.com. Is the money worth Manny Machado for the San Diego Padres? I'm going to say altogether, yes, it is. Because I think, like, kind of what we were kind of preluding earlier about these small market teams not able to sign these big name guys. I think for, for a long time, you know, you were preaching it since day one out of everybody that I saw on Twitter. I called it. To, I called it on. You on called it early on. I just thought, in my mind, there's no way. There's no way these guys are going to pull out that paycheck they're not going to get that checkbook out and spend the kind of money that's going to take to get Manny Machado but for them to go and do that I think it signifies to that fan base to everyone around them say hey guys we've been building this farm system up for the, for the last few years we got talent we got young guys on the team they went out there and made that big move for Hosmer last year this is moves showing everyone like hey we're, we're here to play and this whole small market for the many years that they've had is probably going to be behind them. And the fact that they're still in the running for Harper means you're going to have a lineup with Hosmer, Myers. Well, we haven't gotten there quite yet. Let's let's well, let's slow down a little bit. It took the, us a long the, time to that, get here on this show. Now let's slow down before we get to that. I'm just saying that the, it, the possibility, the fact that it's possible. Is the money worth it, though? I'm going to say, because I'm always kind of looking at the Is he going to put glass. 30, 100 seasons for the next five years for the Padres? That's what he needs to do. He needs to go 30, 100, and he needs to hit at least 270 each year. He's shown he could do that before. He actually has better numbers than Harper over the last couple seasons, but, of course, Harper has played less games because he's a little injury prone. I, I think because of how the landscape in baseball works. Anybody who signed any of these long-term deals, typically towards the end, the Albert Pujols of the world, the, the Miguel Cabreras, these, these guys that signed. End of their sign, career, right? End of the career. They're not going to probably produce what they're doing. But if I can get six, seven, eight years of what I'm hoping from Manny Machado in this deal, I think that's worth it. When Manny Machado's contract is over with the Padres, 
he will be less of age than Robinson Cano is now. Think about that for a second. I, Look at the big deal that, that Cano got, that Albert Pujols got, all towards the end of their careers, and everyone's giving them a hard time. Yeah, the Rangers and Alex Rodriguez didn't work out, but Alex Rodriguez was still an MVP caliber player and putting up MVP numbers during the time he was with the Rangers. Okay? Albert Pujols and Robinson Cano have not put up MVP numbers towards the end of their contracts, but they got these contracts towards the end of their careers. We're talking about a 26-year-old player, not even in his prime, because baseball, you, your prime is normally later. The average person has his prime uh, you know, between the ages of 26 and 30 in baseball, and 30 is called the decline. Maybe. Most people can go up to 33. You know, look at Lorenzo Cain is still putting up numbers at 33. He he didn't even have a name until he was 27, 20, 26. So I think the money is well spent. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Padres fan. That's why I want to ask you your opinion first. Because if I started talking first, people would be like, well, you're a Padres fan, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the same person who says, the Padres are the Orioles of the West Coast. <laughs> Funny joke, you dumbass. But, um, <laughs> stupid. They're not. But not even clearly, but um, because the Orioles are a terribly run organization, by the way. But um, <laughs> they really are, and the Padres have shown even when they tried, you know, they try things, they try things new, and and they failed when they got everybody from Camp to Upton on their team. It didn't work out. But they, but what did they do? How many years ago was that? Do they completely falter? No. Now all of a sudden they have the best farm system in baseball and the first team to have 10 players in the top 100 of MLB ever in the history of the MLB prospect list when it came out preseason. And how long ago did they just try that other thing that didn't work? They're constantly trying things. The Orioles are going to be bad for a long time. So they're not the Orioles of the West Coast. So whoever on Twitter you're saying that, you're just jealous Fs from the East Coast. And you can go in a room and um, yeah, take care of yourself. So, with that being said, moving on, Bryce Harper. News today from John Heyman, who is um, verified on Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, is a, he? Does he have that blue check next to He him? has the blue check next to his name, so, so one he can only get him. official then. Okay. okay. Um, he did come out saying Machado will play third base, obvious, with, with Fernando Tatis coming up. By the way, the infield of Urias, Hosmer, Tatis, and Machado for the next five years in Padre land is pretty nasty. I'm just going to say that right now. All those players are capable of hitting 300, and that's gross. For an infield with all four of them, capable of hitting 300 every year is really nasty. But from John Heyman said this year, this year today actually four hours ago what is it 948 pacific time so this happened at 548 pacific time he said and i and lots of retweets lots of likes hard is it to believe the padres have not ruled out signing bryce harper ownership will meet tomorrow morning and see if they can make it two for two on this winter's mega stars not seen as a likelihood but apparently not out of the question either boom that's from a verified source that says it's possible, and Ice also said this somebody that rants weeks ago. Even if they sign Harper to over three hundred million, probably three hundred and thirty million is what it's going to cost him. They're still eleventh in payroll in MLB. And Majesty with the Young Stars, they're also one of the best teams in MLB with no pitching, which is good because you want to have a good offense if you don't have any pitching, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, you gotta be in you gotta be in good one area. You yeah. have to be good in one area. Okay, so what are the chances the Padres actually pull it off this weekend and get Bryce Harper? What do you think? Like I think Heyman explained it perfectly. I guess maybe in the long run, probably the chances aren't good. I think the Phillies have a strong chance. Uh, maybe another couple teams, but the fact that they're still in discussion, I think that just says a lot about that organization. You mentioned it right now. They are. I'm going to say this. Say it. Harper doesn't want to play with the Phillies. How long has it been since the Phillies have been trying to get Harper? Months. He would have signed a contract by now if he wanted to play with the Phillies. He's sitting there. He has the Phillies offer on the table, and he is begging any other team, a team like the Padres, West Coast, to pay him more money so he can accept it. He's literally using the Phillies as bait to get more money to go somewhere else because he doesn't want to play there. You get that feeling? You, no, I, I, and you I have to at this too, point. But, but I don't know if there's any other team that's going to do that for whatever reason. The, the fact that no other team would and you have a Padres team that is willing to do that not only once but twice in a matter of a week. That'd be disgusting. That'd be gross. That'd be gross. So I, I just I just think, you know, last year the, it was the same thing with free agency. All these major stars waited till about a week into spring training. Um, it was a late. Everybody's kind of waiting to see what everyone else is doing. I think Harper, I, I think he wants to win, and that's why the Phillies is kind of rough, kind of tough for me to see him going with them. But They have a good young a, team, though. No, they got some. They got some pieces, they were, but I mean, they got rid of some of them. But they were still going for it last year. They were going for it last year. They had a chance. They faltered towards the the final fourth of the season, and that's what cost them ultimately. You know, the Carlos Santana thing didn't work out for them. But they were they were there. They have a good young nucleus um, and pitching. They got Nola. They got Arietta. You know, they got some good pitching prospects there. They got a. Um, they just signed Robinson, who, who could be their closer if they don't get Kimbrell. I know you want to ask me about free agents later. I think Kimbrell possibly could going to end up on the Phillies still. And they have a good young team. You know, Mikel Franco still has a lot to prove. Kingery there as well. Um, good young outfield. Um, you know, lots of things looking up for them. And, of course, you know, they got JT Romito now on that team as well. So there's things there that looking up to them to, to challenge. In what's now a really weak AL East with a lot of, you know, the Braves obviously are the cream of the crop now with a younger team, but the Washington Nationals now fall back, and, you know, there's a chance for a wild card or maybe they're for the Phillies now without him. So I think, so I think there's a chance to win there too. So who's your dark horse, I guess? Like, I'm, I'm bringing up the Padres. I've mentioned the Phillies. So who do you think realistically the Harper man's going to sign with? I honestly think he ends up on either the Phillies or the Padres, to be honest. I think that's where it comes oh, down to. Oh, man. White Sox don't have the money to pay that. They were hoping – they were hoping – the White Sox play was this. The White Sox play was that Harper would sign first for a shitload of money and then they could – for what Machado got, and they can get Machado for less because Harper is considered the better prospect. That Correct. completely backfired in their face, and now they're stuck with, with uh, Manny Machado's brother-in-law in Yonder Alonso, and uh, um, one of his other friends on the team as well, who are you know back-end starters or back-end players or triple-A players to begin with. So it's going to work out for them. And then you got the Yankees, who are completely content with what they have. They almost, you know, they were in the playoffs last year. They have a good young nucleus. They added DJ LeMahieu, which I think is a fantastic addition to that Yankees team. We're talking about a 300 hitter who hit in cores, who goes to a place where now he can hit for power. Please 
signing me up for DJ LeMahieu all day long. Great, great addition for them. They got a, uh, you know, a, a great, a great bullpen, a great bullpen, and uh, a good, you know, first two or three starters. They're looking good as well. So they don't need to really add them there. You got the Boston Red Sox, who they're coming off a World Series. They obviously don't need to do anything except add bullpen work if they don't sign Kimbrel because they have nothing at all. You're talking about the Padres starting pitchers. Look at the bullpen right now. Look at the bullpen for the Red Sox. <laughs> and tell me that if they're ever behind in a game, they'll ever win one. And uh, Which is sad because they're the defending champions. So where else can he possibly go? Okay, boom. You say, well, he can go to the Dodgers. Well, the Dodgers just signed Pollock to a big contract. They got Verdugo, who they love. You know, and they have an outfield already with Jock Peterson still there and everything that there's really no place for him. And if they do pay him, what are they going to do with these other places? And the Dodgers feel that they have the the veteran talent to to win the West again because, you know, a weaker division and, and make it to the playoffs. So now we're talking, okay, there's all the teams that are in the running for Harper. It's the Padres and the Phillies. Right? No, I... I think, and it's like, especially if you're Harper, and if you're looking to not only sign for a buttload of money, but compete on a team, what team looks more promising right now as a, as a young player standpoint the Padres. than the Padres? No. The Padres. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to talk crap on Twitter saying, oh, you'll, you'll get forgotten over there. But, but, well, guess what? If they get Harper too, they're the they're, they're the team you're going to be seeing on MLB Network on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday nights. They're going to be on ESPN Sunday night. They're going to be the the Fox Sports One game of the day. That's just what's going to happen, guys. That's the way it works. So, and then you'll know about the Padres. Like that's the way baseball works. The reason why you see the Red Sox and the Yankees and all these teams is because they have all the star players. Well, now you're going to start seeing the Padres more just with the Machado signing. And, and the young nucleus with Tatis comes up and everyone comes up. You're going to see them and it's going to be, and, and they're going to be something. And they they need it. I think after losing the the Chargers, I think it kind of gave Ron Fowler and the ownership group kind of went, you know what? We, we have an opportunity here to be something. To be, to be the market. The market that, of that. San Diego. And uh, I, think, I, I think it's working. And I think no, AJ definitely. Preller is a great GM and I'll always say that. Yes, I, I agree what he did was wrong, and it, it didn't work. But how fast he was able to turn that into the top prospect. Like, it's been like four years, people, since that happened. And he's turned that into – he turned his mistake into a better mistake, if that makes sense, and it's awesome. But that's how I feel about this whole thing. So what else you got about baseball? I got some free agents still, yeah, still I'm gonna, available. I'm going to spitfire. Yep, spitfire. So, yeah, well, obviously we'll wait to see what Harper Rapid does fire. probably in the next few days. But – um, I'm going to give you some names. I think the top guys that are left and kind of give me designation, designation, destination where they're heading and, um, how quickly they're going to get signed. Cause we're, we're, like you said, we're already in spring training. A's already had their rain delay today, but you got teams that are already gaining full gear. So, um, number one off the list, who I think just because of starting pitching, you can never have enough pitching, uh, Dallas Keuchel. Where is that guy heading? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because he is towards, he's one of those declining pitchers. Mm-hmm. He had his. It seems like he's could be a good fit somewhere. Um, this may come as a, as a surprise to people. I, I don't people like well, Padres should sign him. No, they shouldn't. 
the Padres should trade for someone like Marcus Stroman from Toronto or someone that's younger, you know, that, that they can get now for some of the prospects that will last longer than, than Dallas Keiko. I don't think the Padres should get him at all. I think ultimately, I think a good spot for him, um, somewhere like Seattle or the, or, or, um, or the um, Los Angeles Angels, who just like Garrett, just lost Garrett Richards. Um, they have a young, good nucleus and Skaggs and and some players coming up. And I think he'd be a a good fit for the Angels, who made some moves this off season. I think Kako would be a good fit for the Angels. I could see him falling there as well, late in the in the spring training. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I I still think just because how the Phillies GM came out earlier in the year, he said. They're going to spend a boatload of money, and if somehow they don't get Harper, I feel like they're going to attack someone like Douglas Keuchel to put in their rotation. I think he fits perfect as like the number three starter behind Nola and Arietta. So put him in there in that three spot. I think that works for them. They'll probably get him cheaper just because he is, you know, he isn't 26, 27 years old. So I think the Phillies are going to be super aggressive, especially if they don't get Harper. So and and like his one there. really good year, he benefited a lot from offensive production from his team. Keep that in mind too. He's not as good as everyone thinks he actually is. No, yeah. So I I, I think that works out there. Uh, another guy kind of staying on the pitching side of it. Um, obviously, with bullpens being so important nowadays, Craig Kimbrell's still out there. Where do you think Craig ends up? That's where I think he ends up. Like we just said about Keiko, I think he ends up on the Phillies. And the Phillies signed Robinson. Robinson's never been really. He's been thrown in that closer role before, and kind of not done very well in it and to be honest he's kind of a career setup man and a great setup man at that i think philly's trying to get you know trying to if, if they don't get harper especially try to get those three to two five to four six to five ball games and Kim, kimbrell's your man you know no one wants to face robinson and then kimbrell on the eighth and ninth if you're behind um by a run so i think they go with i think they end up spending the money on kimbrell and saying hey philly's fans told you we were gonna spend money what's up <laughs> oh man and you know what i think kind of looking through that list and we we're talking about it earlier um someone who kind of be a veteran bat in the lineup for some of these contending teams adam jones is still available what do you think the market is for adam and, and where does he stick in um before the season starts well here we go again saying the city again it's just everywhere but adam jones is from the city of san diego and also lives in san diego in the office <gasps> Yes, but I don't think he ends up there. <laughs> it's just too, 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 too weird. I, I, th- I think ultimately he stays the same colors he is, but moves <laughs> to the West Coast and ends up in San Francisco. I think San Francisco losing out on Harper. They've been trying. Uh, they're looking for that, you know, bat. Now that Machado has signed with the Padres and the teams are getting better around him in the NL West, I think they make a splash for Adam Jones. And he goes from East Coast black and orange to West Coast black and orange. And uh, is playing for the Giants along with uh, Evan Longoria and the uh, aging Giants. And, very, yeah, you know, especially with the news of uh, their manager, Bruce Bochy, this is going to be his last year. So the magic run for the Giants. Yeah, talk like about this. deferring, announcing that before the major free agents are signed. Wow. What a horrible mistake by the Giants. Horrible. You never do that. Now, now you're like, oh, I'm retiring. Okay, but we want Bryce Harper, and Harper's going. Well, who's going to be your manager? <laughs> like, that's a terrible timing for that. 
and I think that ultimately hurts them in some of these major signings, especially in a big year like this. And next year, not knowing who, who your manager going to be, and having a new manager coming in, and, and you got Nolan Arenado and a lot of big players coming next year too. The Giants, the Bruce Bochy retirement, as, as much as I love him when he was with the Padres, you know, he's kind of a traitor. Um, it kind of derailed him a little bit in the next couple free agencies, not knowing who their manager's going to be, him retiring. Um, not a good decision. Yeah, no, I can agree more. Um, with the last topic of the night for baseball, uh, news broke earlier in the week. And, you know, we've always heard about, you know, uh, capping innings for starting pitching, especially lately with bullpens, you know, starting pitching complete games are just starting to be, you know, pretty rare nowadays. Um, you got starting pitchers that go in there for five, six, seven innings at most. And, you know, it's just, well, it's bullpens nuts. Bullpens are getting better. Bullpens, bullpens are, getting are getting a lot better. better, more arms, stronger arms. So, um, you know, we saw that with Steven Strasburg when, you know, he came up, there was an innings limit that the, the nationals put on him. But this is the first that I've heard of a player, an agent, putting an innings cap on a player. And I think this kind of changes things, the whole dynamic. Because for a long time, you know, it, it always seemed like the teams had most of the control. And something like this kind of – it cha- changes the whole landscape when it comes to baseball you, as far you as – You already know I'm going to hate this, right? Oh, I know. That's why I'm, I'm leading up to it. I want to keep building up because I already know you're going to get into it. I don't it, know so where I'm, you're going right now, but I already I'm hate it. I'm getting my so. words in now because you're going to just, you know, take off the gloves and let's go. Um, but news of the reigning NL Cy Young winner, oh, no. Mr. Jacob deGrom himself, who had a phenomenal last year. Um, word is, is him and his agent are looking for a new deal. They didn't get it done earlier. Uh, spring training has started. And still no deals in place. It sounds like, and it makes sense on the Mets side, that they still have them under control for one more year. Why rush it? Maybe we wait, pitch one more year for us, and then we'll take care of you. You are 30 years old. You're not a young buck. But, you know, DeGrom's agent came out and pretty much said, you know what, me and my guy, we might put a cap on our own. And to me, the situation where, Say it's, I don't know, a close ball game or, you know, it's the fourth inning, you know, three-thirds of the season in, and here comes DeGrom pretty much signaling, hey, take me out, I'm done. And the manager just doing that off of his notion, not the team, just blows my mind. So it's still early on in the whole conversation. Obviously, a lot of things could change, but the fact that it came out and they said they were going to do their own self-imposed innings limit is just unreal. So... Edward, okay, I see you licking your lips. You're busting your chops right now. You're ready to go. What do you think about this kind of news? And how do you think this changes everything as far as DeGrom as a player, the landscape, and just the power that now these agents and players are having in in Major League Baseball? Well, first of all, can you see the fire coming out of my mouth and my ears and my head? Yeah, you're, you're, you're usually pretty red, and now you're like beet red like a tomato. What right does he have? What are contracts anymore? Okay, let's put it this way. A contractor, Joe Smith, works for a company that hires him and he signs a contract to do work for Joe for Bill Bradley Enterprises. Joe Smith signs the contract to work for Bill Bradley Enterprises. Smith is 90% done with the contract but only has 10% left. And part of the contract is he has to finish it by a certain time. And Smith goes, you know what? 
we're coming to the end of my contract, so I'm only going to work half the hours and not fulfill it completely to your time request. What happens in that situation? Lawyers are brought in. Smith is sued by the company, Bill Bradley Enterprises, to get the <laughs> job done on time. And that's the way humanity works when you're not a sports person. I've said this about other sports people. It's a contract. And for any any type of agent or anything to go in there and say, that's going to happen is complete crap. He should be fired as an agent. Because not only is he making you look bad, he's also telling your potential suitors that you could possibly give you a contract that you're going to quit on them as well. And to me, that makes you look like a quitter and you're going to lose money because of it. If I was Jacob DeGrom, I would fire that agent immediately and hire a new one. That's all I'm going to say. Point made. Boom. No, I couldn't agree more. And it's not like he's making chump chase. DeGrom went to arbitration last year and he's going to make $17 million this year. It's not like he's getting paid peanuts. Like He is making substantially a great amount of money for starting. What's he going to do? Throw a temper tantrum in the middle of the mound during a game and say, no, I can't play anymore because my agent told me I can't play. Like, oh, mommy said I got to go. Jesus Christ. Is his arms going to flare like that? I wish people could see you flaring your arms right now. I'm like Andy Bernard from uh, The Office. office. (laughs) (laughs) Cry baby boo-boo, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, this is this is an interesting whole situation. Hopefully, the Mets, Degrom, his new agent. You can't um, do that. Just strictly, you can't do that. That's illegal. It's against a contract. Like like until law. I mean, that's how lawyers make their money. Is from law. I mean, they're gonna lose. He like he can't just say, "Oh, I'm not gonna pitch." Like he's under contract to pitch. His, and his agent especially can't tell them that they can't pitch him. That that gets even worse because that's a contract already signed. So that, to me, his agent made him look weak and made him look terrible, like a, a horrible human being, and he should be fired. No, I'm, I'm with you, buddy, because this is just – what it does, it just starts a, a whole cycle. You know, you've, you see that in the NBA nowadays with these players controlling the league now. Players are figuring out where they're going to go. I'm going to go play with this guy. And baseball was always kind of that one sport that kind of stayed away from that. You see that in football. We're going to talk about it a little later uh, about prima donnas over there as well. But baseball has kind of saved themselves. And it's it's crazy to kind of hear it. It hasn't made as much news just because I don't think, um, you know, because the season hasn't started yet. So it's a lot of talk early on. But, man, something like this, like you said, it does not work well for your your future uh, employer and everything else. So it, it's going to be crazy. Hopefully it all works itself out and it doesn't become a thing, but it sounds really bad and it has the potential to make a lot of noise if it actually comes to fruition. Wah. That's all I got to say. Wah, wah, wah. From Edward Rouse. Andy Bernard. Wah, uh, wah, baby crier, whatever his name was. Wah, uh, wah, baby. Oh my God. It's going to bug me now. I'm going to have to look that up while we're doing this. Um, And speaking of baseball, guys, and if you haven't heard, we've been talking about it on the podcast uh, for a while now, but the Interest We Sports podcast, Fantasy Football League, Edward made a phenomenal name for it. Edward, what's the name of the league? Uh, Well, the Fantasy Football League is next year, but the Fantasy Baseball League. Baseball, yes. Yes, it's the (laughs) – I make mistakes, too. You can correct me. But it's the the Interest We Fantasy Baseball. Uh, Duh. 
Interest. I just I completely forgot. Completely forgot. Interest. We fantasy baseball because it's interest. We fantasy baseball. You're always coming up with these clever names. Always. You know what? That's what I do for a living. So I guess it works <laughs> out for me. That's what just what I do. That's just what I do. <laughs> yeah. No, guys. Um, spaces. Um, spots are filling up. I think we're about halfway full, or a little over that. Over halfway. Um, now. Are we at? Do we have seven? I think now. Yeah, we need twelve. So we're we're getting close to there. Uh, the draft is about three four weeks from now, so we still have time. It's the fifteenth. Uh, Twenty dollars to what? The fifteenth of of March. Friday the fifteenth, I think. Seven p.m. And it's a Pacific. live draft, Pacific time. Yes, and it's a yes. live draft, so it'll be live, and it's actually going to be filmed live, streaming live. Like it's going to be legit. So. Yeah, if, if you guys happen to catch the Monday Night Rants Football League draft that we did live last summer, um, it was three hours of just nonstop craziness. If, if someone marries me, interesting defense there's pick, hope like for it. there. That was it. That happened. That was said right there. I, I don't know who was talking, but the guy sounded drunk out of his mind. Uh, all I know is that guy should not be talking in public and definitely not on podcasts or shows or anything like that. Okay, well, let me just recap. If, if someone marries me, interesting defense there's pick, hope like for there. <laughs> there's hope for there. Wow, that's rough. Your wife that must be proud. That is rough. I, I know. Sorry, babe. Sarah, I love you, babe. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a loads of fun, guys. $20 gets you in. Um, it's going to be a points league, um, weekly matchups, uh, five by five. Um, it's going to be just a load of fun. We have a bunch of guys in there. Uh, me, Edward, uh, Josh Stanhill will be in it. A bunch of guys that we know are going to be in it. So it's going to be a blast. So definitely sign up. We'll have the link out. Um, and shout out to Clinton. My boy Clinton's in there too. Don't forget about Clinton. Ooh, Clinton's in there? Nice. I don't know who that is, but he hit me up on Twitter and he was super nice. He's like, I want to be in your league. And I said, if you be in the league, he's like, I will. And I gave him the league. He said, sweet, thank you. And his name is Clinton. Shout out to Clinton. Clinton in the house? Yeah, Clinton. Woohoo! Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So, yeah, definitely check it out. We'll be uh, retweeting it. We'll post it again uh, this week. So get in it, pay your fee, and it's just going to be a load of fun. So get ready for it. Um, next news, that for, for a week that started off kind of slow, it really shaped up. We had the whole Manny Machado news. Uh, baseball was getting into full gear with spring training. And then the biggest college basketball game, regular season game of this year, uh, was Wednesday night. Uh, Duke versus Carolina, probably one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports. Um, tickets for the game were going for almost $3,000. Like you're talking Super Bowl ticket prices for this game. And um, everything was hyped out. Zion Williamson, the Phenom freshman, R.G. Barrett, Duke's team. You got three potential lottery pick, uh, picks on that squad. North Carolina, um, Everything was hyped up for that matchup. And 30 seconds into it, the worst burnout of a shoe that I've ever seen. I've never seen a shoe explode the way it did that night. Uh, but Zion Williamson's shoe just discombobulated and just tore in half. And um, he was wearing the PJ 2.5s uh, made by Nike. Um, the ripple effect of that was unreal I, I can't imagine a shoe having so much significance financially through the sport 
uh, potential earnings for a player just all over the board. Uh, Nike Thursday reported uh, almost a $2 billion stock market hit, I think is the news I heard. Makes sense. Um, So that's a humongous fall just because of a shoe that a college athlete was wearing. Um, Zion Williamson, the, you know, project the number one pick uh, in this year's NBA draft um, had a, Thankfully, it sounds like early reports, uh, a minor strain on the knee. He looks like he's going to be day-to-day. But, of course, now that that's there, and with the new NBA rule where you have to be at least 19 years before you can enter the draft, um, Zion has some big question marks, some big decisions to make head as far as should I keep playing, should I shut it down. Um, athletes from the NBA, all kinds of sports were chiming in. They're discussed with how college basketball and how much money they make and these players – similar to college football, um, don't make any money. And an injury like this is going to cost Zion just millions and millions of dollars. And now Duke's chances of a national championship is starting to kind of be on the wayside now with all this. But that um, hurts But that hurts them in college basketball with money. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just sorry. It's just, it, it hits all over the place because of – No, I mean that's the opposite of what the kid not making money. Like Duke not winning hurts, the, not winning hurts them money. Oh yeah, it's, so a, it's a hit everywhere. Effect. Everyone's getting so a hit on that one. Yeah. So, um, with all this just turmoil from that game, Edward, um, one big topic they've been talking about, and I think the NBA has talked about it late last year, and it's come to fruition in the last couple of days. Um, a couple of questions for you on this one, because this is our only basketball question uh, for the night. Until March um, Madness, baby. <laughs> What was that? I just I'm, I love myself some March Madness. Oh man, I can't I can't wait for that special. That's gonna be a phenomenal That's March Madness special awesome. when you do it. Oh my gosh, the bad man himself. Oh, By okay, the way, I did call qu- UNC. I uh, picked North Carolina plus nine, and I want some money on that. But I'm And I think even with Zion playing the full game, they would cover that spread. That was a dumb spread, Vegas. Every, every once in a while, Vegas has a clunker. Every once in a while. <laughs> and you just got you got to pounce on it. Yes, yes, you do. Oh, man. So first question to you, Edward. Um, do you think there's an overreaction because of the magnitude of the game, of the player who got hurt as far as wanting to change the landscape of basketball? We've seen a lot of high schoolers make that jump to the NBA and have just just been a clunker. Robert Swift, a long time ago in the 2000s, he was a basketball player, Bakersfield, California, seven-footer, drafted, I think, in the top ten, just was out of the league within a couple of years. He had a lot of substance issues as well, but still, an 18-year-old making that much money, and he was just dunzo. Um, well, I do think the substance abuse had a lot to do with it, though, to be well, honest. Well, it, 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 it did, but then, okay, if you got a kid who's a substance abuser – and you give him millions and millions of dollars, that's probably not the smartest thing to do at that point. <laughs> Sounds like half of the 90s Fresno State team, but yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, so you had a lot of guys who were clunkers, obviously the, the Kevin uh, Garnett's and the Kobe Bryant's and those, uh, you know, LeBron James, those guys are going to get all the, you know, praise because they're high schoolers going to the NBA. But there was a lot of guys who just were not ready but just did that jump because they wanted to make that money. Do you think it's a smart move to go back to the 18, or should the M- or should NCA maybe even hold out and do like college football and made them wait maybe a couple years? What's your take on that? I think it's fine the way it is. I mean, let's put it this way: 
one, I threw away all my Nike basketball shoes as soon as it happened, just like everybody else in the world, right? <laughs> two, um, he'd be wearing the same shoe, playing for a team in the NBA during the same time. The same thing could have happened and the same result. Okay. Three, this already happened to an Oregon player who's a top five um, lottery pick and Bull Bull, who's out for, who decided to not play for the rest of the year. And no one's talking about that. That was like a four-hour conversation, and this has become a two-day conversation just because he plays for Duke. So it's not just because it's him. It happens to a lot of players all over the world, all over the country for different you know, college programs. But no one's talking about Bull Bull, you know, who is also a top-five lottery pick, um, but they're talking about him because he's potentially the next LeBron James. Um, but, you know... It happens. It's part of the sport. Now, just saw, oh, go ahead. So you think it's a, definitely an overreaction of just the circumstance uh, and yes, the player? Yes, because it because it, it happens to a lot of other players. Bull Bull was mm-hmm. for, for two hours. He was trading on Twitter. Zion's been tw- trending on Twitter for 24 hours. <laughs> like the same thing happened to him. He, he got hurt. He hurt his foot. He said, I'm not playing for the rest of the year. Boom. He's still going to be a top five lottery pick and play in the NBA. His knee injury is fine, and even if he was out for a year, he would still end up in the NBA and still get paid. Like it, it, it's not, it's you know he he chose to go to Duke. He chose to be ho- high profile because Duke's a high profile college. When injuries in a high profile college happens, this is what happens. Now I will admit I've never seen a shoe blowout like that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was rough. That was something. And uh, that has a lot to do with it. And Nike definitely should answer to that and um, respond to that because I believe, um, you know, that had a lot to do with the knee injury. I, I, I don't think what had to do with the knee injury wasn't where he was playing. It had nothing to do with what team he was playing It had nothing to do how old he is. It has nothing to do with what the score was. It has nothing to do that he's in the NBA or NCAA or the NCAA tournament. It had nothing to do with what he ate that day. It had nothing to do with what he's eating tomorrow. It had nothing to do who his girlfriend is, what stress level he's at, if he has anxiety, what medication is he on. All it had to do was his shoe broke, and that's what caused the knee injury. Let's remember that. The same thing could have happened in the NBA. So let's call that an overreaction, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think... um... I think, especially nowadays with just the whole social media and how news breaks out, it's like when something happens, everybody wants to take an extreme stance on something immediately. Oh, man, we got to make a change to the rules. We can't have guys doing this and that. And it's like, you know what? Like you mentioned, if he was playing the NBA and he was his rookie deal and he got his knee blown out like that, it would be no big deal because he's playing in the NBA. But it shouldn't. No, it would make that big. No, it would be blamed on the shoe if it was the NBA. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Because it was the shoe's fault. The shoe blew up on him. Right. He is a big. He is a big guy, man. That's that's two hundred seventy. I'm sorry, but how many shoes did Shaq wear in his career? Did did his (laughs) knee ever blow out on him because his shoe broke? And he wore cheaper shoes too. He had like those Shaq shoes. Yeah, he's in Walmart, right? Yeah, Yeah, Walmart (laughs) style. So I don't think he was the Walmart at the time, but I, <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, come on. If the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> no, not if it's a Nike. Apparently, oh. Jesus. 
Oh, poor Nike. That's rough. I know. I already, I already seen troll jobs by Pumas and Under Armour sending out uh, tweets. Well, yeah. To the most Zion. famous college basketball player blew out his knee because of the shoe that he was wearing tore, and it was a Nike. It's like blood in the water. Those shoe companies are like, come on, Zion. Come over here, buddy. We'll like, take care of you. If you watch the replay in slow motion, the only reason his knee buckles is because the shoe breaks the shoe exactly so it has nothing to do with where he's playing what team again what team he's playing what age he is anywhere he is it just has to do with his shoe not being superior equipment it's the same thing as getting a concussion because you don't have the right pads in your helmet in football it's the same thing doesn't matter where you're playing his shoe was not nike dropped the ball it's not it's really nike's fault to be honest plain and simple guys plain and simple right now but it's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. High profile. I think Nike, got, Nike has way bigger things to worry about yeah. than you telling yeah. them stuff <laughs> A right now. A couple billion dollars in stock drops. Yeah, I think they're not too worried about this. Other. But yeah, this is going to be interesting I threw, to see. I threw away out. my Mambas, man. No, you didn't. No, I still have them. I play basketball. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say no. When I, when I saw that happen, all I did was put the Nikes back in the shoebox, but they'll come back out in a week. Yeah. I'll give it some time to kind of. I'll I'll make sure the glue sets in and you know make sure it's all you know. Got to go to hardware store and buy some some uh, gorilla glue and glue them together. <laughs> make sure it you know, come out next time I hit the court next weekend. Uh, oh my gosh, gorilla glue all over the Kobe's. That's funny. Kobe's are all black. It's gorilla glue. I don't want to end up like Zion. Oh my! Lose gosh. my chance in the NBA. <laughs> There it goes. So we'll see. We'll definitely follow this out because I know there's going to be a lot of fallout. We'll see what Zion does with with Duke and and how he addresses his. Rest I think Zion will be just, just fine. Down. No, I, I think he's going to be fine. But I'm just wondering how if he's going to be hesitant and just take his name out of the running for the rest of the year or not. Man, he's um, going to switch to Adidas, rock the dames. That's what he's going to do. The dames, <laughs> dame dollars. You always go to Under Armour and rock the Stephens. You know, just just call it call it as it would. It's the shoes, man. It's the shoes. Just like Spike Lee used to say back in the day, it's the shoes. So we'll definitely see. I will be watching that as it progresses. What? Sorry, I was trying to get that awkward sandwich as long as possible, but it's okay. Not Who who listening to the show is going to get that reference? The Spike Lee is the shoe reference. Man, well, there's some sneakerheads out there, man. All right. But not, hey, come on. Hey, come on. <laughs> Edward, you just told me. Just I got recently, it. I got it. Just, just recently, did you not purchase yourself some nice Jordan fours, bud? I did. I purchased the new Jordan, yeah, the new Jordan four retros that just came out. I did purchase them. Yes, the laser ones, and those are pretty sick. So I, there's sneakerheads out. They'll get it. They're gonna get it. I They'll know. It. It. We're, get it. Uh, give me a pound, of guys. Give me a fist. Give me a high five. I know you get it for sure. Get up for you. There Anthony. it is. Sneakerhead. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, so end of the night off, we have to end it because we always have to talk about it because it's football is life, but the NFL. Anything but Le'Veon Bell. Anything but Le'Veon oh, Bell. Anything no, but we, there cannot be a show without Le'Veon Bell, oh. Kareem Hunt, or Patrick Mahomes. And oh. guess what? We got one of the three tonight. But please, we're going to say Patrick Mahomes. Please, Patrick Mahomes. Please, Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. We're going to be talking about Mr. Le'Veon <laughs> Edward's best friend oh, and his favorite Christ. Twitter follow, Mr. Le'Veon Bell, officially. <laughs> he is my favorite Twitter follower. He's great. He's great. He, he's, he tells he's us your favorite it. follow, man. He is. 
He's very short oh. to the point. <laughs> very much. Oh yeah, his he has like five word <laughs> tweets. That's all it is. His most recent one is really good. <laughs> it's might as well be. I'm not even gonna say it. No, he's oh, free. he's free. He's free. Everybody. That's Live. what it is. He's free. Free at last. Because I'm as free as a bird. So, Mr. Le'Veon, finally, after many years of the Steelers franchise tagging him, the Steelers have come out and said they will not franchise tag Le'Veon Bell. Thank and God. He is now. Yes, finally. Jesus. He is now an unrestricted free agent. The market is open. Teams come out and submit your offers right now. So, Le'Veon Bell, after all of it, is finally now able to sign wherever he wants for all the cash he has been not, expecting. Not going to make as much as he made last year. No, I, I think he's going to have a rude awakening. So yeah. with Bell going out, uh, Edward, real quick, we, we, we've talked about him a lot, but I want to kind of click it because it's official now. Um, who are a couple teams you think are eyeing at Bell, and do you think he's going to exceed Gurley's $15 million a year, or is he going to be kind of in that range? Or he's going to he's going to exceed the year, but he's not going to break 20 it hurt him sitting out. Let's be honest. He hasn't played for a year. He's acted like a little child, like I always said. Little baby. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody has time for that. Paying little baby all year long. And then here comes James Conner. And then James Conner gets hurt. And here comes uh, Samuels. And what do you know? It's a system. You blew your chance. Your money's not going to come. You know, he's going to get paid. But he's not going to get the money that he thought he was going to get. And he's not going to make as much money as he made last year sitting out, which is sad for the NFL in general that someone can sit out like that and still make as much money and lose as much money as he lost too, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, he's, he's making <laughs> and losing a lot of money at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And um, ultimately, I think he ends up with the Jets. I think they're going to pay for him. I think if there's ever a team that fits Le'Veon Bell right now, it has to be the New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> there really, is a, really nobody else. That I think fits there's a match made Bell in heaven. Match is, you in know, because he's not going to the Chargers or the or the Rams and the other big city in uh, America, <laughs> New York. So <laughs> I guess that's where he has to go. So no, um, I think that's gonna be the perfect fit right there with the Jets, and he'll, you know, do his thing with Sam Darnold and that whole <laughs> just offense of what they have. Who knows? Maybe they. Good luck. They, <laughs> Yeah, but but he'll Good get what he always wanted, luck. and it's that that big payday, and you know he'll go back to after this, his his name in the news will not be a big thing anymore. No, he will officially be done. He's completely done. Like I really think, like no matter what he gets from the Jets or any one of these teams, I really think his better years are behind him. I really think yeah, he, it it was the system, it was the system in 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 Pittsburgh, and I really think this is. But I, I mean, how many times have I said this on all of my shows? Like, he's the worst decision he's ever made. Like, it's terrible. So good, Big hey, time. Le'Veon. Let me tell you. I hope this is the last time we ever talk about you. Congratulations on your freedom, and uh, good luck wherever you go. And uh, may the football gods be with you. Enjoy that money, and uh, don't uh, make any stupid investments because your rest of your life is very important too. <laughs> That was pretty sentimental, man. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I wish him the best. Yeah. Good luck, That was pretty heartful, man. No, yeah. good job. Yeah. Well, sticking on that same team, this the Steelers just, for whatever reason, the last four months have just been all over the place. Antonio Brown, after his Week 17 fiasco, not playing in that pivotal yeah. 
pretty much playoff game and the Steelers not making the playoffs and all his tirades with the interview during Tallman's uh, post-game uh, uh, speech to the team in the locker room, all his comments he made in the offseason, I want to play here, I don't want to be a Steeler anymore. He's finally talked with the all the management team, the owner of the Steelers, and they've finally come to a decision. It's time to part ways. So Mr. Antonio Brown, the 31-year-old all-pro wide receiver, is now on the market for a trade. Um Edward, if, if you're a team looking for, you know, I don't want to say looking, but a team with a lot of salary cap because it's, it's going to take some salary to get him and the draft capita because um, the Steelers pretty much already came out and said, yeah, we're going to trade you, but we're not going to just trade you for nothing. Like the Steelers are going to look to get something back from him. Um, they're going to be on the hook for the majority of his contract this year. So they're going to trade him, but they're going to want to get something in return for him. So um, it's not like it's going to be some clean, easy, clean-cut trade for him. Um, there's going to be a lot of pieces involved. Um, but there are some teams that have been out there. The 49ers have been rumored to him because of their cap. And, you know, he even came out and had an Instagram post with Jerry Rice and talked about him coming to the Bay. And so there's going to be got teams that are definitely interested in Antonio Brown. Um, but as far as if you're a GM of a team – are you making a big push to get Antonio Brown, the 31 year old receiver, no. at 20 plus million a year? Or <laughs> no, I'm not. Straight up, I'm not. If I'm the, you guys ask me if I'm the GM of a team, no, I don't want this prima donna guy who has the has the haircut of a Minecraft character to come in here <laughs> to my team and 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 shake things up. Um, and I don't want to be the next Pittsburgh Steelers locker room. If I'm a GM, I want nothing to do with him. Goes in there, he's on Dancing with the Stars. Obviously, other things in life is more important than football. Doesn't want to show up to practice. Doesn't want to play. Uh, doesn't want anything to do with it. And I really think in his career, Big Ben had a lot to do with his career. Just like I'm saying with Le'Veon Bell, system. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had the same system of offense for 30 years, people. The same system of offense for 30 years. And if I'm Pittsburgh... I'll say, give me a second, third rounder and Dante Pettis in San Francisco. You can have him. And Pittsburgh would love Dante Pettis. And if Dante Pettis went to the Steelers, everybody would want him on their fantasy football team. Why? Because he's on the Steelers and Big Ben. Point made. Thank you. Now, obviously, you're, most of these GMs are probably not as smart as you, Edward. So there's going to be a couple not. teams that are, <laughs> there's gonna be a couple of teams that are going to go Google Gaga over Brown, which dude, he was still productive. It's not like he had a bad season last year. He was still top five um, in receiving yards. His last game, week 16, he was a season high in catches, yards, and touchdowns. So he, the guy is still producing at a super high level. But what are your couple teams? You mentioned the 49ers. What are the teams that you looked at would probably but make here's a what you, here's, here's the thing, though. If, if, if I told you that, that he went to the 49ers and Pittsburgh Steelers got Dante Pettis on a third rounder back for him or a second rounder back for him, the hype would be on Dante Pettis, right, for Pittsburgh. Why? Because he's now the receiver for Pittsburgh. System. Systematically. He would have more hype just because he was traded – to Pittsburgh. I think Dante Pettis is a great receiver, and I think he's going to be great next year for the 49ers. But even though he went to Pittsburgh, he would have more hype because of the market and because of the quarterback situation and the situation of the offense, the way the offense works. So, first of all, if I'm a GM anywhere, I don't want anything to do with this 31-year-old prima donna. I'm just saying that again. Let me recreate. 
But besides the 49ers, other places I can see him going is Green Bay. Ooh. They have some young defenders. They have a lot of young corners and safeties that they've drafted over the years that can send over to um, Pittsburgh. They also have a really nice first-round pick this year, the Green Bay Packers, for once in a while. They get that first um, good pick when they don't do well. That's odd, rare, but that's how they got Aaron Rodgers in the draft and also how they got A.J. Hawk, Um, and now they have the same type of pick again not succeeding in the NFL. So I think that pick for the first round could be something that would entice the Pittsburgh Steelers completely as well. So I, I like the Green Bay Packers um, there as well with the 49ers. And I think they want to trade him anywhere away from the AFC. So I think the other NFC team that's a possibility for him in the long run would be uh, the Washington Redskins. Oh, okay. I like that. Again, young, no. young, young defenders to trade. They don't have a quarterback because Alex Smith is not going to play there next year, obviously, with his injury. Probably never play again. You got Josh Johnson coming in there. Um, but, you know, they can get him on there and try to draw some tickets because that's what they got to make money. So, <laughs> no, yeah. And I think that's the common theme right now, as, as we've seen, especially the Prima Dons in the NFL. Most of these guys who end up saying a big contract or want more money. Most of the time, the majority of the time, they're going to go to a team that's not going to contend, and you typically see that production fall off because they're not in these good offenses. You see it a lot, and mm-hmm. we're talking about Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets, possibly. You got Brown, who potentially could go to, like you said, the 49ers, NFL or maybe some other teams. It's a system game, man. It really is a system game. You know, when when you have Juju Smith Schuster on the other side, when you have you know Big Ben, you have these integral parts. It helps you flourish. And but if you're the only guy, say. I'm just gonna throw a random team, the Dolphins, Ooh. and you know I don't. What is Antonio Brown doing in that offense? You what know? is that like, system? What is that offensive system? Nobody even knows. Here's here's the thing though is 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 giving the trade with Antonio Brown and Dante Pettis straight up. Guarantee you, Dante Pettis put up some more numbers in that offense than 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 a, a, a healthy backfield in San Francisco at a Shanahan offense with a Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm, I'm. That's how confident I am. I mean, that's how this. That's how systems play. I mean, it, we see it all the time. Detroit for the longest time was was a, a running back system. I'm not saying that Barry Sanders wasn't great, but he was so good that they built that system around him, and they had good running backs after him until that died. And now, you know what? I can see uh, Detroit Lions being another place for Antonio Brown as well. That makes sense, yeah. Because yeah. you know they they already traded Golden Tate during the season. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Jones, I think, is coming up for his contract. So yeah, you never know. Put the put him with Matthew Stafford. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, Kenny you know. Galladay over there, the young receiver. Got to have the big that's, guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know Matthew Stafford, a guy who's been in the top five for passes thrown for the last four or five years. So that that's yeah. a good spot for him too. But I mean. If I'm a GM, I want nothing to do with them in the NFL. What I'm doing is I'm creating a system, and I'm finding players that fit that system. And then when they don't fit that system or they want to be little prima donna bitches, they can go wherever they want, and good luck with life. No, yeah. I, th- I think when you see the Patriots, like a, like a team like the Patriots, they don't they don't deal with prima donnas too well. And if you're not in, yeah. you're out. Yeah, the Patriots deal with prima donnas pretty well. They had Randy Moss on their team for a while. Uh, but- Josh Gordon, they've, they've had quite a – few prima donnas on their team to be honest 
I think what they do well is they tell them, "Hey, you want to win a you want to win a Super Bowl? Shut the fuck up." <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. That's you, you, you turned a, a very brass and flamboyant Randy Moss, and he went in and he just did work. Like he had a horrendous year with the Raiders the year before. Obviously, we're not comparing both the teams because that's not fair. <laughs> but you know, he he went in there and like, yeah, they pretty much said, hey, show up and, and you're gonna win. And he pretty much had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time. So fifty touchdown you know, passes will help that. With Brady, yes, very mm-hmm. much so. So. um we will see what happens with Brown. So, yeah, it sounds like a trade is in the future. How it's going to work out, where he goes, is going to be a big question mark because the salary cap, his age, and what those sisters are going to ask for are going to be a big determination on how that plays out. So, we gonna, shall They're not going to be able to trade him. I, I just don't see a team that's willing to, to give up what they want for him. I think his past is prime, and I just, I just don't see it happening. Like, like they're going to get – it's going to come to a forced situation and they're going to get not what they expect for him. No, I think so too. But I think the Steelers, they're, they're a, they are a, a model franchise. And I think if they say they're going to trade somebody, I think they're going to do everything they can to trade him. Obviously they're not, they wouldn't want something back, but I think they're going to be the honorable team and say, you know what? We're going to cut our losses and we will move without you as a team. Good. And we're saying that, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, f- late first round, top second round next year. Same place where Antonio Brown would be. Oh yeah, he is in the. He's definitely going to be yeah. in that whole DeAndre Hopkins, Devonte Adams. Well, it's going to be Adams, Adams and Hopkins for sure. The number one, number two, unless Antonio Brown goes to Green Bay and ruin Adams' career, you know, not career, <laughs> but his targets, but. Um, but he's 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 definitely Juju Smith will be in the top five receivers next year, if well, uh, he's gonna that be happens. For sure. Well, Edward, I think uh, we got it all in, man. That's a and wrap. you told me we didn't have much to talk about. I know. I was all nervous, guys. I was telling everyone, man, we're gonna talk for like fifteen minutes and we're gonna be out. It's gonna be the shortest episode. Well, we did talk about the Oscars for half an hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> we gave them all that. You know, we were building it up. Yeah. We Put your money up. on Roma, people. Put your money on Roma. Rami Malek. And for actress, Glenn Close. Boom. Wow. I don't even know who these people are, but definitely. I'm going to have money on it. I'm putting money on it. I'm going to my bookie and I'm mybookie.com, and I'm putting money on the Oscars just to make it more fun. Oh, no, I definitely. And if you guys are not following Edward Rouse on Twitter, please follow him ASAP. He has been going on uh last three, four weeks. I crushed he the MMA been... the other night. Crushed the MMA. Oh yeah, he had a phenomenal I think you're what, four and one, five and one that night? Yeah, I lost the Velasquez. The the, the Kane one, how huh? the yeah, main the Kane event. Velasquez fight was the only one I lost. But everything else, oh, Edward has been dropping bets. NCAA Edward's betting on games and teams I've never even heard of. Sacramento State is. keeps on to keep covering the spread, man. They're awesome. <laughs> like the five, sac- five games in a row they've covered. Just keep on rolling the just roll with them while they're hot, baby. Sacramento State, go Hornets. Come on. And, and you know you you know you have a smart guy when he's referencing Sacramento State covering the spread five straight times. This man knows what he is talking. About. They have. They really have. So definitely follow him on Twitter at Edward Rouse. Uh, he's dropping his picks daily. Um, NBA has started the second half of Thank the God. last 25 games of the season. So he'll be dropping NBA bets, college basketball. So 
definitely follow him as well. Have it on notifications. That way you can get the bets, put them in, and win yourself some games. Um, that is it for episode eight of the Interest Sports podcast. Make sure you follow us online at interestresports.com. Uh, make sure you follow everybody involved uh, at Jay Stanhill. He's writing a bunch of baseball articles. Mm-hmm. A great Killing, it. About- Killing it with the offseason, man. He actually oh, had man. the Manny Machado to the Padres the night before it actually came out. That's like, yeah, that's like voodoo kind the of stuff. The night before he called it, that's crazy. But even though I already kind of told him it was going to happen, well, I didn't know it was going to happen. That was my prediction. But you're he, you're his insider. He actually had inside sources and had sources and everything and called it. And I said, dude, don't take those sources up, man. They ain't, they they're not there yet. But I was wrong because the next morning, <laughs> it was called. So it was my it was my fault on that as well. And one more thing I want to say, uh, according to the NBA trade deadline, the Clippers, man. They're in store to sign two max contracts in the offseason. Um, the moves they made and Jerry, Mess, Jerry West made were absolute genius. One of the best best work trade deadlines in NBA I've seen in a long time. So I expect them to get two max players. Maybe Anthony Davis. Maybe Kawhi Leonard. Maybe Kevin Durant. Two of them are going to the Clippers. We all know that. So kudos to that as well. No, and I think that's that's one of the hidden gems and the hidden kind of behind the scenes. Everybody kind of looks at it like, why would the Clippers trade Tobias Harris? That's his best. That's the best player on the team. But when you look at the layout contracts wise, what they, they are themselves up for, they're going to sign is, two really good players this year. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. two really good young players. They're going to pull a Padres. They're going to get the Harper and Machado of the NBA offseason, maybe. Oh my goodness, this man is fired up. Woo! He's doubling down. He's doubling down. All right, <sighs> let's call it a night, buddy. All right, guys. So, yeah, definitely follow us at Interest Sports on at Twitter. Follow the website, interestresports.com. Follow Edward Rouse. I can't keep saying his Twitter name enough because you need to follow him ASAP at Edward Rouse. Follow myself at Zaragoza Anthony. And I think Edward has something to say. Smoke weed every day. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>